receiveth it. Much of us, I believe, wrestle with the blessings of God as God would like to bless us because of how we see it. We normally say it's the glass half empty or half full. And most of us would say that the glass is half full. But the way we act, we act as though the glass is half empty. Suggesting that we're losing something instead of gaining something. The foundation of our faith in the church really somewhat moves around Matthew's 16th chapter. Jesus is testing his disciples concerning how do they see a thing. He starts off by saying, whom do men say that I am? He engages them into critical conversation and critical thinking to the point that many of us have no problem giving an answer about what they say. You have much conversation about what they are doing and what they are saying and where they are. Everybody had something to say in terms of weighing in as to what they had to say. But then Jesus flips the script right in the middle of the conversation and he asks them, okay, I know what they say. But what do you say? You, you, you're, you're hanging with me. You're, you're hanging out with me. And we need to get some things settled before I take you in realms and rooms that you have not yet been in. I, I need to know how you receive. I, I know that you're, you're hanging around me because of uh, you know there's a good thing going on tell you to throw your net on the other side and fish to start jumping in the net. I, you've seen me do a few things up until now, but I need to know who do you really say that I am? It is the foundation of our faith because if we really know who he is, we wouldn't stress about anything. Truth of the matter is, many times we stress because we really don't know who he is. I'm afraid that we are, I don't want to mess with anybody's theology, but I'm, I'm afraid that we're so in, driven about getting a tongue that we miss the relationship. Yes, we're great tongue talkers, but do we really know who he really is? The tongue was only supposed to be a sign of receiving him. It was only supposed to be a sign that he lived on the inside. But the conversation sometimes that I have with individuals that I see a lot of sign, but I don't see any action. I see a lot of sign in terms of speaking in tongue. And when I see it at our church, there's some pretty tongues now. My God. They are just pretty tongues. My God. 
I got the Holy Ghost. My tongue wasn't that pretty. I mean, they are just pretty now. My God, hallelujah. You can go in and go out and go in and go out. But when I, when I received the Holy Ghost, when I had it, my God, hallelujah. He just, he just messed my whole world up. He, he, he turned me around. He just messed my whole world up. And when I came out, when I finally came to myself, I saw everything different. How can we say that we have the Holy Ghost and still see the same thing the same way? I don't care who I was mad with when I was seeking the Holy Ghost. When he finally came, I don't care what I went in with. Let me tell you, he burnt it all up. I started off at the front of the church and I wind up somewhere, hallelujah, underneath some pew somewhere because I lost total control of my ability. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost now. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost now. Yeah, we got a lot of control today. We got, we got, tell somebody, I said, too much control. We, we can turn it on, we can turn it off, but... This Holy Ghost that I had would show up on you and sneak up on you every now and then and would embarrass you. When you tried to hold it and you tried to sit on it, it would just show up and just embarrass you. I, I, I want to know, know what kind of Holy Ghost you got. Because, because the Holy Ghost I got, uh, he, he can't allow me to sit around certain things and he don't just show up. comes to show up. He doesn't care if you want to let him in or not. He just kicks in the door and just show. He'll show up at your desk. He'll show up while you're driving your car. He'll, he'll just show up. Tell somebody, say he'll just show up. Talking about the Holy Ghost. There used to be a pride about having the Holy Ghost. There used to be something about having the Holy Ghost that we just felt good. I, I got the Holy Ghost, but now everybody talking about the Holy Ghost. And it's nothing wrong with everybody talking about the Holy Ghost. I think it's wonderful. But I do know that when the Holy Ghost comes, it brings about a change. Now, let me correct myself. It does not bring about a change. He brings about a change. Because I used to say I got it. I got it. And, and, and I believe that God just laughs at us when we talk about what we got. We got it. But can I tell you something? You didn't get it. That's the problem. Some people got it and never got him. Because when he comes in, he comes in like a consuming fire. He talks to you. He walks. Uh, it can't talk to you. Uh, it can't walk with you. The Holy Ghost will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, even when you get on your little tamper and then you get your little temper, because even say we get a little temper sometimes. The kind of Holy Ghost I got is say, watch yourself. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I don't know what kind of Holy Ghost folk got now. 
They can say whatever they want to say. They can do whatever they want to do. They can, they can go wherever they want to go. But the Holy Ghost, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. I, I, listen, listen, listen. It's for, tell somebody, say, if you don't have him, he's for you. talking about the Holy Ghost. He says, what do you say? Whom do you say? I hear what everybody else is saying, and they're saying some wonderful things about me. But they're off. You can be wonderful and still be off. Peter then answers it up after giving some of the other individuals by opportunity, Thomas doesn't say anything. Philip doesn't say anything. John doesn't say anything. James doesn't say anything. Everybody is quiet. They were, they were loud when they were talking about what everybody else was saying. But when the tables turned to testify about what they had to say, Peter being bold, tapping into something, tapping into something. He says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus moves and says, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my father which is in heaven has revealed this unto you. And let me tell you, upon this rock, upon this confession, upon what you tapped into, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell, as long as you have that kind of vision, as long as you see it that way, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. The church, the church, the church. Whether you believe it or not, we are the church. Touch somebody and say, you are the church. You, it's not the building. It's, it's you. This building has no confession. It has nothing. But, 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 but God is, wants to know, what do you have to say? What do you have to say about it? Uh, what is your confession? What do, you, what do you have to say about it? When you're in your darkest hour, what do you have to say? When the world is wanting to know what do you have to say, they want to know what do you have to say about it. It is Psalms 1 that tells us how our vision can be obscured. He said, blessed is the man that walketh now. He's moving. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. I do believe that sometimes we, our circles need to be evaluated. I do believe that some of the things that's hindering our vision is sometimes the people that we allow to speak into our lives. So he says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's somebody say, who's counseling you? He said, nor standeth in the way of sinners. He, he moves from moving to standing. And then he says that it's seated in the seat of the scornful. He moves from moving to standing to sitting. 
from moving to, see, to standing to sitting. He said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doeth he meditate day and night. But it's the third verse that intrigues me. He said, for he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. For he shall be like a tree. For he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season, which means uh, he knows how to wait. He knows how to go through the good, the bad, and the ugly because he knows there's a season with his name on it. And no matter what he has to go through to become what God wants him to become, he will endure the season because he knows there is a time set that God has with his name on it. He said if he can endure that season, he said his leaf shall not wither. And whatsoever, tell somebody, say whatsoever, he doeth shall prosper. In other words, I'm going to bless everything that he does. When he aligns himself up with me and is fully aligned with me, I'm going to bless him and wherever his foot touch, I'm going to give it to him. He tells that to Moses. He said, Moses, wherever you the foot, the sole of your feet shall touch. I'm going to give it to you. And, uh, and just in case we thought that blessing was for Moses, when Moses went off the scene, he tells Joshua the same thing. He says, wherever the soles of your foot shall touch, I'm going to bless you. I do believe that Enoch topped into something. Enoch, hallelujah, saw his fathers live and die and live and die and live and die. And Enoch said there has to be something more to it than this. There has to be something more to just living and dying. And Enoch begins to walk with God. When he begins to walk with God, the Bible says it pleased God so much that Enoch didn't even turn around. He just kept on walking. They still looking for him today. He just kept on walking. God will take you in realms that people that you used to walk with can't find you no more. Oh, hallelujah. I, walking with God. What is walking with God? It just simply means obeying what God says. It means to move with God when he says move. Stop when he says stop. Sit when he says sit. Speak when he says speak. Walking with God. I will have a question today. Have you stopped walking with God? You see, because we can be, we can be overtaken or overimpressed by our experience that we had with God yesterday. We can talk about the God of yesterday. Oh, I remember when. Have you ever sat down and talked to a person that was so stuck in yesterday 
that they thought that God was dead, that he wasn't alive, that he's not speaking today just as he spoke yesterday. I want you to know that God is alive. This tree is something about this tree. Almost everyone knows that trees are living plants and are valuable. They, they, they beautify our surroundings. They, they purify the air. They act as sound barriers. They, they manufacture precious oxygen. From an economic perspective, they help us to save energy through their cooling shade in the summer and their wind reduction in the winter. You can't build a building without having a plan that includes trees. How does this tree perform as a benefit to us? There was a young man the other day that was going through something, and I got called to help him. And As I began to help him, I said, what do you see around you? He was standing out in the middle of the street. I said, what do you see around you? He said, I see houses. I said, what else do you see? He said, I see trees. I said, that's where I want you to park right there. That in the midst of all the negativity that you are in, God has planted a tree. The tree is there that without the tree, hallelujah, you would not be able to survive. Nothing that is living would be able to survive without the tree. But yet in the midst of being cut down, in the midst of people breaking branches, in the midst of the pollution, in the midst of all the toxicities, the tree still exists. The tree is still here. So whenever you feel as though you can't make it, I want you just to lift up your head and look at the tree. It is something about this tree because when I go and I fly, I uh, have the liberty to fly sometimes, just looking out the airplane at certain altitudes. You no longer can see the houses. You no longer can see the cars. But when you look down, God will show you trees. I like to feel as though that is the God vision. How does God see it? It is the houses that are hid in the trees. It is the cars that are hid in the trees. All of the problems that we have are hid in the trees. When you go to a certain altitude, all you can see is trees, land, and water. Isn't it amazing that how God sees a thing as opposed to how you see a thing? If you continue to see it as obstacles, brothers and sisters, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, you are not high enough. The way you see it, your altitude has not gone high enough. And that's what the Holy Ghost came to do. He came to lift us up to the point that we no longer see what we see with our natural eyes, but we see it from God's view. That's why he said, they that wait upon the Lord. What he's talking about, waiting on the Spirit of God, waiting on the Holy Ghost. They that, tell somebody, I said, the wait is over. 
he said, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They're going to run, walk, and not be weary. They're going to run and not what? Faint. No matter where or what mode you're in, if you learn to wait on God, God has a way of bringing you to where you need to be. There's something about this tree, though. There's something about this tree which led me to do more research about the tree because the tree, there's something about this tree. I know without a tree, the earth would be inhabitable. I know that human wildlife would never survive without the benefits of receiving from the trees. There's something about this tree, but the tree life is used as a process called photosynthesis to convert carbon dioxide into oxygen. It converts the negative gases into positive gases. It takes something negative and turns something negative into a positive. Photosynthesis literally means to put together with light, to put together with light, to put together with light. Something about the light. Hallelujah. Starting to see the carbon monoxide. I'm seeing the light. Hallelujah. It talks about, hallelujah, this means photosynthesis is driven by the power of the sun. And the light is the light. And it bits of CO2 and water are pieces of being put together. Death and life is being put together. So therefore, you have CO2. You have, hallelujah, you have carbon monoxide. And you have, hallelujah, you have water and you have sunlight. Say it with me. You got carbon monoxide, you got water, and you have light. Brothers and sisters, it is the water and the carbon monoxide that is fighting against one another. But it is the sunlight that comes to shine on the tree. When the sunlight comes in, it breaks down the carbon monoxide. Hallelujah. And causes what's left that when what's left, the water is left to survive. That when the carbon monoxide in the water is there, when the sun shows up, when the water, hallelujah, when it's all done, the water is the thing that is left standing. And the water is the thing that brings us the oxygen. I, I looked at that. I looked at that. I said, wow, the negative, the positive, and the negative and the positive, and in the end, uh, the positive wins out. The negative and the positive, in the end, the positive wins out. The negative and the positive, when the end, the positive wins out. He says, look at, hallelujah, nobody can get a charge from a battery with a negative battery. You have to have a negative and you have to have a positive can't have two positives. You've got to have a negative and a positive. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You have a negative. You don't go to nobody and ask them, can I have, that don't have no juice in their battery to help you out. You don't go to nobody in, hallelujah, that has hallelujah, their hood up and they need a charge that, hallelujah, that, 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 that help you out. You find somebody with a positive battery because a positive and a negative hallelujah, will always end in a positive. 
sometimes, brothers and sisters, uh, the, the extent of your battery, hallelujah, shows when you try to give somebody else a hot shot that you have to give now, find somebody with a stronger battery. It's going to come and help you out, hallelujah, because your battery is not strong enough. In other words, it's about to die and you need a stronger battery. What, what are you saying? What are you saying? It is the water. The water survives. The water survives. Isn't it amazing that we try to have a waterless salvation? People are trying to get a positive without, hallelujah, any water. But it's the water left over that produces the oxygen. When you follow the tree, the tree always leads us to salvation. The tree takes us on a journey and it gives us, hallelujah, a, 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 a route of how Jesus, hallelujah, or points to Jesus. You know, in the garden, they started with trees. God planted a tree in the garden. Adam took from that tree, ate from that tree that God said not to eat from. And yet the devil was trying to get him to eat from the tree of life. But God says, no, I'm going to stop you, but I'm going to bring you back. He begins to work with this tree. Uh, you see, when God came to redeem man in Genesis 6 and 12, God used an ark, hallelujah, which was nothing more than a tree that was chopped down. When it came time to finding out whether, hallelujah, there was dry land there, he released a raven and he released the dove. The raven does not come back, hallelujah, but the dove comes back with a twig, hallelujah, an olive branch, which comes from a tree. It is this tree that we continue to follow. When God calls Moses, he calls him from a burning bush. It is this burning bush, hallelujah, that we see Moses also with a staff. The staff also is a part of of a tree. He tells Moses to throw down your rod. When you throw down your rod, hallelujah, I want you to pick it up. He throws it down. It turns into a serpent. He picks it up, hallelujah, and God turns it back into a staff. When it comes time to show, hallelujah, signs against the rebels, he tells them to write on the, the branches. Write on them and the one who, the branch that buds or the rod that buds, hallelujah, you'll know that that's the one that I have my approval on. It is in that time that Aaron's rod begins to bud. That rod then stays in the Ark of the Covenant. It, it has to stay in the Ark of the Covenant, but the Ark of the Covenant is also made out of a tree. It is a tree in the midst of a tree. It is, it is, it is, it is in Mark 6 and 45 that God begins to show us that the tree has power to take us where we need to go. It is that tree that he tells them to get into the ship and I'll meet you on the other side. Uh, where is the tree? The tree is... Hallelujah, the material that was used to shape the boat into what it was shaped into. 
So because he tells them to get it into the other side, I'll meet you on the other side. The tree had already weathered the storm. So whatever storm was going to come up, the tree was going to make it through the storm. It is this tree that God begins to show us while they are panicking, but they were in something that was proven. They are in something that is helping them to get to where they need to be. The Apostle Paul refers to the law in relationship to Jesus and his death of the cross. Galatians 3 and 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Jesus was cursed for us, hanging on the cross and substitute for our sins. Hallelujah. Another interesting detail of the cross, Christ sometimes is referred to the Jewish context as a tree. Acts 5 and 30 states that God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. Acts 10 and 39 says they put him to death, hanging him on a tree. Brothers and sisters, he's letting us know that the concept of the tree is going to bring us to our redemption concept of cursing and blessing is associated with a tree and is found in the larger narrative in the scripture. Genesis 3, Eve and Adam eat from the tree which they were forbidden to eat from but in Revelations 22 and 14 the eternal state includes those who eat from the tree of life. A tree was involved in the entry of sin into humanity but also ultimately the tree was also included in the removal of sin in eternity something about the tree Jesus was hung on the tree and did no wrong the Bible says that hallelujah that Jesus says in John 12 and 32 he said if I be lifted up from the earth I'll draw all men unto me it's something about this tree and the Bible says if the princes of this world had known what they were doing, they would have never crucified Jesus. They would have never crucified him. They would have never crucified him. They would have never crucified him. But, 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 but brothers and sisters, I do believe that if they had known, hallelujah, what Jesus was up to, they would have never hung him up on the tree. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. While they were whipping him, they were all right because he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are we are healed. Uh, it's all right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As long as nobody can see it. Uh, hallelujah. They cannot receive it. As long as they're seeing the glass half empty, they cannot receive it. As long as they're seeing what they always see, they cannot see it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Uh, the disciples who knew the plan because they could not see it, they had gone back to fishing. They had gone back to doing what they were doing 
Peter had denied him because they could not see it. They could not, hallelujah, fathom it in their minds. But Jesus said, he said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'm going to draw all men unto me. Ah, hallelujah, glory to God. Take him on up to Golgotha's hill. Take him on up to Calvary. Take him on up to the mountain. Lead him on out of the city and take him on up and crucify him with all the criminals. Hallelujah. But the higher you lift him, hallelujah, the more redemption is going to happen. You see, the mistake that the devil made was not nailing him to the cross. It was lifting him up on the cross. When they thought that they had him down, when they thought that they were walking on him and they thought that they had power and they hallelujah thought that hallelujah that everything that they had done had worked they lifted him up to paralyze everybody else but hallelujah this tree was planted in the midst of negativity and positive on one side there's somebody saying if you be the son of God then why don't you come on down from this tree there is carbon dioxide on one side of the tree but on the other side of the tree hallelujah there is water on the other side of the tree there is positivity on the other side of the tree and Jesus looks to the man and said listen here when this thing is all over when this thing is done when, when this thing is all over today you're going to be with me in paradise the negative is not going to be able to stand that's what some of our problem is we're standing in the middle of negativity and positivity and the negativity is causing you to shut your mouth but I want you to open your mouth today hallelujah because there's something to live for there's something to pray God for don't you let hallelujah glory be to God the negative naysayers to get into your mind and stop you from fulfilling all that God wants you to fulfill hallelujah but when they raised him they didn't raise him as a pretty boy they didn't raise him as somebody who was not violated they raised him hallelujah looking like a defeated man ah, look at your neighbor and say neighbor you might look defeated but you are not defeated ah, brothers and sisters they are talking about him saying if you be the king of the Jews why don't you come down from that cross blood running out of his hands blood running down his face blood everywhere he is stripped naked he does not have his fine robe on they want to expose him brothers and sisters but hallelujah he sang I need some synergy ah brothers and sisters look at your neighbor and say neighbor we are the synergy that God needs what is that hallelujah is two teams working together hallelujah to bring about a greater result hallelujah when church of our Lord and where the cross comes together 
it is a synergistic approach hallelujah look at your neighbor and say neighbor we can do it better together what is the tree the tree is saying I'm willing to be cut down for you to give me purpose again I'm willing to be chopped down for you to give me purpose again there's no purpose if I'm just going to lay in the lumber yard. There's no purpose. Hallelujah. If nobody want to use me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God wants to use you. I wish I had time to preach y'all. But I feel the Holy Ghost creeping up on me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God wants to use you. I hear the coat tell the man to let the coat go that I have need of the coat because God always uses a synergistic approach we are workers together with God I ain't working by myself I'm not working for myself I'm working for God so the cross says I'm willing to help you get to where you getting to I'm willing to take the background and let you take the front ground I'm willing to help you get to where you gotta go use me to display the glory of God use me to display your will use me to get the glory out of my out of my life the tree that was cut down all of a sudden is repurposed the tree that is cut down is finding down his true identity can you imagine that tree looking at all the other trees that were still blossoming and blooming can you imagine that tree hallelujah realizing there's something different about this crucifix there's something different hallelujah when the soldier pissed him in his side out of his side came blood and water I just believe that the tree found the purpose because the water was hiding in the Savior look at your neighbor and say neighbor I'm looking for the water because when I find the water no matter where I am my roots are going to start moving hallelujah the Holy Ghost is not an outside job hallelujah but it's an inside job working its way outside it's not an outside inside but it's an inside outside you see brothers and sisters some people got a religious spirit they got an outside inside spirit but when you got an inside outside spirit you can grow in any condition you can grow and no matter what happens you can still grow 
because I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season and whatsoever shot me down I will live talk about me I'm gonna live put your foot on my neck I'm gonna live cause I'm planted by the rivers of water look at your neighbor and say neighbor he says lift him up I heard the Holy Ghost say the problem is I did what I came to do now I went and sat I'm seated at the right hand of the Father but it's up to you now hallelujah I was lifted up that you may have life but now that you have life I need you to lift me up lift me up stop crying about what you're going through stop crying about who don't like you stop crying about who hallelujah won't call you and focus on lifting him up look at your neighbor say neighbor you got to lift up Jesus in the good in the bad and the ugly lift him up hallelujah look at your neighbor say neighbor maybe you didn't hear me the first time you gotta learn how in the good the bad and the ugly to lift him up now our problem is we don't have no problem lifting him up in the good but when we go through the bad God is still counting on you to lift him up when you're out of your comfort zone lift him up when you're in isolation I hear John say when I lifted him up they tried to kill me by bowling me but even the bowling couldn't stop me so they excommunicated me they kicked me out on the Isle of Patmos and when you're alone in isolation it's supposed to make your mind you to lose your mind cause even God said it's not good for man to be alone but God said I'll never leave you nor forsake you when you lift me up even when you look like you're by yourself I'm gonna step in right in the nick of time so John said I know my time is gone but I feel like preaching so John said I got in the spirit on the Lord's day Jesus said I've got the keys I got the keys there's no situation you can get in that I can't get you out of I hear Paul and Silas saying we were in hallelujah in a prison they whipped us they whipped us 
they whipped us hallelujah for calling on the name of Jesus hallelujah I can hear them saying to me that hallelujah it took me a little time to get my mind right it took me a little time but at midnight six o'clock came they wasn't saying nothing seven o'clock came they wasn't saying nothing eight o'clock came they were saying you got me in trouble again but by the time midnight came they began to tap into what I call a Jeremiah blessing or a Jeremiah praise when they thought about it it was just like fire shut up in my bones when they praised him when they praised him they begin to unify I don't know if Paul was from the church of our the church of the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah and Silas maybe from way of the cross but I do know that they got together hallelujah because unity releases the supernatural look at your neighbor and say neighbor unity releases the supernatural what are you saying preacher faith now has a sound that sound now has a rhythm and that rhythm produces unity and unity releases the supernatural let me say it again faith now has a sound because hallelujah the bible says that hallelujah glory be to god that faith comes by hearing so I can't receive the sound if I shut my ears to it so I imagine I don't know who started preaching to who but hallelujah I can imagine one said we didn't come over here to die like this we didn't come over here Paul do you remember when you were stoned to death and God put the spirit back into your body I don't know how he's going to do it next but I know he's going to do something I dare you to find your neighbor find the one that the Holy Ghost sent you to and tell him I don't know what God is about to do next but I sense that he's up to something somebody shout I can sense the water and since he's up to something hallelujah faith has a sound that sound now has a rhythm in order to be in line with the rhythm you gotta anticipate the next move if you wait for the move you're out of rhythm you gotta anticipate what he's about to do Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, faith is getting me into rhythm. Faith is bringing me into line. Well, when you get in line, God doesn't deal with when you're ex, when you're not together. God now, he moves when you are together. 
So if I want to move God, behold how pleasant, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He said, for there the Lord commanded the blessings, even life forevermore. So I imagine now when Paul gets out of his pity party and Silas gets out of his pity party and say, we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. The soldiers begin to look around. The hallelujah prisoners said, I never seen nobody beat like that and still giving praise. I never seen nobody whip like that and still giving praise. I never seen nobody. Hallelujah. It looks like the same thing Jesus did. What Jesus did. They're doing in the inner prison what Jesus did. They're praising him while they're going through. They're giving him glory while they're going through. They're giving him the praise while they're going through. And all of a sudden, because unity releases the supernatural, something happened that never happened before. The foundation of what they were holding them in broke up. And when the foundation breaks up, it's the same thing Moses said. The enemy that you see today, you will see him no more. How dare you to find somebody, get with somebody today, and give him praise. Give him praise. That ain't the praise. Find somebody. Find somebody that's got every reason to not give God praise. Come on, tell somebody one thing the devil has been trying to hold back from you. He's been whipping you. The reason why I know, because he said, all that live godly shall suffer persecution. You ain't going to make it there without having no persecution. Who are these? These are they that come up through great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. So I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody who's holding on with everything you got. I'm looking for somebody who's been battered, who's been tattered. I want you to go to somebody. I say the secret is if you lift him up, he will come. Come on. If you lift him up, he will deliver. If you lift him up, he'll make a way out of no way. Don't just sit there and take it. Lift him up. Come on. Lift him up. Come on here. Somebody shout lift him up. Hallelujah. How you gonna lift him up? I look to the hills 
from which cometh my help from my help coming from the Lord get your head up look to the hills while you're praising him get your head up and look to the hills while you're giving him glory lift your head up and lift him glory somebody shout glory somebody shout glory come on somebody shout glory oh hallelujah come on just find somebody pair up with them I'm, I'm done find somebody grab them by the hand say neighbor I know you're going through but the secret is not to draw away the secret is not to shut your mouth the secret is not to get complacent the secret is not being bitter but the secret is getting better. Uh, whoo, hallelujah. Uh, come on, tell them, say, if you can praise God uh, through this, uh, I sense a miracle uh, is about to hit your house. Uh, come on, tell them, say, if you can praise God uh, through this, uh, I see something happening uh, for you that you weren't even looking for. Uh, I sense something happening because look at your neighbor say God is about to give double for your trouble double for your trouble double for your trouble double for your trouble my God hallelujah come on one more time look at him and tell him say the next time the devil wants to mess with you he gonna think about it come on tell somebody say the next time the devil tries to steal your joy he gonna think about it because not only does he know paul i know jesus i know but feels i know too i know feels gonna turn this into a praise he's gonna turn this into a miracle so grab your neighbor by the hand say neighbor if you wait for the blessing you're out of rhythm anticipate the blessing anticipate the miracle and give him some praise give him some praise give him some praise right now where you are give him some praise give him some glory Share with somebody, say, neighbor, God is about to bust us out of here. Come on, tell somebody, God is about to bust us out of here. Oh, hallelujah. But look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, we ain't going to take ourselves out of here. The ones that put us in here is going to have to take us out. Oh, hallelujah. So I'm going to praise them right here. I'm going to praise him right here. I'm going to stay right here. And I'm going to wait. I'm 
go wait. I'm going to wait. Because the same ones that put us in is going to have to take us out. somebody else get out of your seat and find somebody else and say neighbor did you hear what I said I don't know how long you've been here before I got here maybe you had a life sentence maybe you had a life sentence maybe you didn't think it was no hope maybe you thought all hope was gone but come on find somebody and tell them when we lift him up, he shows up. When I lift him up, he shows up. Every time, when I lift him up, he shows up. So look at your neighbor and say, pack your stuff. Get ready. He's breaking us out. He's breaking us out. He's breaking us out. He's breaking us out. Change your mindset. The glass is not half empty. It's half full. It's half full. It's half full. It's not half empty. It's half full. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. Look at your neighbor and say, not only does he anoint my head with oil, but my cup overrunneth. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's pouring into your cup right now. He's pouring into your cup a overflow blessing, a overflow miracle, a overflow breakthrough. Somebody shout.